Welcome to the Ruby Hour, a podcast produced by our company, Ruby Riot Creatives. We specialize in video production and content marketing, and we're based in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm Shelby Ring. And I'm Madeline Rager. This podcast is devoted to interviewing extraordinary people doing extraordinary things and nuggets of wisdom that they've learned along their journey. Also, just want to give you a heads up, uh, we have potty mouths and we're talking about inappropriate things. Thank you so much for joining us today. Ruby Hour, season two, we are doing it. And I have the amazing Lisa Staff of Lisa Staff Photography here with me in the house, actually in her house. We totally had the best slumber party um, ever. We're here. Um, So Lisa, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for taking your show on the road. (sighs) You know, we do what we can, we do what we can. Um, So before we jump in, I have to tell you, about how special this human is that's sitting next to me. So um, we're gonna take it way back to like 2017. Uh, I was uh, fresh into starting my filming career. We worked a wedding together and I don't know if any of y'all have ever um, tried to face what are you supposed to wear when you're filming or photographing or working a wedding. I've seen people totally go like frumpster 10,000 and um, I thought that was what I needed to do. So like I just remember um, the day that I met you was monumental in my life because I rolled up and I'm not kidding and like I don't mean to like talk shit about anybody that wears the like, you know, like superhero belt thing with all the lenses and like you look like you're gonna go fight crime. Um, but I was kinda, you know, I was kinda repping some of that. I had my little belt with like all my unnecessary camera lenses. And uh, <laughs> and then this gazelle of a human comes walking into where the bride's getting ready. I'm talking Lisa's wearing like amazing wedges. Uh, She just is like supermodel, all the things, okay? She walks in and like, I just felt like my jaw just dropped to the floor and I was like, what? Like we get to be in the presence of this human? But I realized though, but listen, I realized from seeing you and seeing the way that you carried yourself and like, you have the best energy of being relatable, being able to, I feel that I saw how creative you were and um, it just felt like such a fun, fresh vibe, but it also gave me permission to own that I don't have to frump down for filming weddings and for being um, at events and that it's actually from being able to feel great in my own skin and uh, wear makeup on a wedding day and uh, that it it levels up everybody that's in the room. So I know that when we caught up uh, in the last couple weeks where I was like, listen, I gotta tell you our origin story that you might not have any clue no, around. none at all. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we're here, we're talking shop. Um, I okay, want to can I interrupt you for a second. Okay, Sorry. Okay. You said so many things there. First of all, makeup great to wear. It never stays during a wedding, but it's nice to start out with that and have a yes. little bit like you feel like you've got yourself together. I felt the same when I saw you. Like you walked in, I saw you. You were dressed. I thought you were dressed great. This isn't going to be a love fest, but yeah. I love you. Okay. <laughs> 
but you were so like you were badass so competent and just in there so i think we always have this different vision of what we're doing as opposed to what other people are doing so you mm. definitely had your shit together so. well i definitely bought a pair of wedges after working with you and i was like i'm gonna be really tall on wedding days so i'm never tall enough you always want to be a little bit taller right you know it's always you know you can never have enough height um so all right that's our our origin story um a little bit about lisa um so she has her hands in a couple different things because uh that's how we like to roll um so she's a part of sprout connectors it's a brand development and strategic media and content marketing um you're just a go-to shop to help people understand how to convey their message into the digital space. Mm -hmm. um, and in addition to that, you are the total OG of photography, portrait work, commercial. I mean, what don't mm -hmm. you do? Um, I live in a small community and it's very, very connected. So you, you know, when everyone's talking about niching down, niching down, it's hard to in this community. So you do pick the jobs that you still enjoy doing and you can be creative doing, but um, yeah, you do a little bit. I've, I've been working with an interior designer, getting to shoot fantastic homes, and then working from there, events, venues, all of that stuff. Just people, good people that I want to connect with. So mm. That's the best, when you have the people around you that you enjoy showing up to collaborate with them. Absolutely. It's, yeah, that's what it's, it's about. It's energizing, and it's, yeah. it, it just it pushes you a little bit further. And it reminds you why you're doing what you do and that you love doing what you do. There are jobs that you do and you're like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the majority you pick and you choose. And I think you start to attract those things that, that feed you and energize you. Mm. What are, okay, so that, how do you attract those things in your life? Like practically, how do you see, you know, we use terminology like that, but in your world and your everyday life how do you find those types of matches a lot of it is just relationship building honestly it comes down to that uh, you know and people see through things and if you want to have that longevity you just show up consistently and you you give you give value you give as much as you can with you know in terms of stay, still staying in business but it's those relationships and you just don't know what the cascade effect is, where it's going to trickle to, because it always generally seems to come back to you, whether it's you working directly for that person or they mention you to someone else. And, you know, it, it just comes back. Mm. Karma, all that. So how have you maneuvered through um, COVID life and this chapter, this unique moment in the world? Like, what's that look like for your business, um, yeah, and your reality. I, I think, and we talked a little bit about this and not to talk crap about, you know, COVID is hard, it's hard for everyone. And I think we all, as we work through it, you have those those days that you're just like, oh, you know, it's, it's taking the wind out of your sails and then you reboot and you, you get back into it. But um, it was the first week, I think everyone with business, we were all reeling and, and spending all the time with rescheduling and trying to figure out, okay, my schedule just cleared up. What am I going to do? And there's kind of two thoughts in that. Some people just have waited it out and other people have just been energized. We talked about some of the things that you're doing as well that are just monumental and you probably wouldn't have had time to launch or jump into things in a certain way. 
So um, I've been able to do a lot of the things that I've just been too busy to do. So it's launched a lot of things. It's been very, um, very inspiring. And I think I've been able to connect with certain people in ways that I wouldn't have had time to before and, and take my business in a different direction, whether it was my business, personally my business or my joint business with Sprout. Um, it's been, I don't want to say it, but it's been really good for business. I've, I've been working the way that we do. Usually we're not that close to people. We're working with longer lenses. So, you know, like, yeah. hey, it's, it's totally fine. So I've been shooting, doing a lot of things and, and keeping up with um, other people that still needed to produce to stay busy as well. So it's just worked out. Started podcasting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Changed the podcasting around and put more time and effort into my other business. So mm. um, a lot of a lot of good things coming from it. No travel though. Yeah, the That's, the lack of travel. The, it's the struggle's real. We're we're rediscovering the United States. That's right. Traveling yes. within borders and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's yeah. Taking some road trips, doing all that. So that's good too. Oh, because we got to create content. We are visual people. Dude. We need to create all the time. It needs and to be something fresh or interesting or fascinating to keep the keep the momentum for our souls. I know, I know, because we feed off of other people, don't we? Our yeah. energy. I'm fine sitting in my office just getting stuff done, and then I'm like. Okay, my energy is like, I need to get out there and be with people and feed off of them. Yeah. Live vicariously through other people, basically. Mm. So. Yes. So, all right, that's the professional side of your world. But when we touched base a couple weeks ago, um, mm, there was a couple, there. There there. couple <laughs> jaw-dropping things. Um, first of all, like... You are not only an entrepreneur, but you're a mom. Uh-huh. You have four, four kids. Amazing yeah. grown ass humans. Yes, they're all locked in the back right now. Yeah, they're yeah. like, you can hear their <laughs> cries. I'll feed you later. Oh, I know, that's just, that's little, that's your little pupperoon. Um, so you're a mother. Um, and talk to me just, um, and you're in your 50s. 50s, folks. 50. If you could see, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, you know what I'm talking about. Um, if you can't tell by the sultry sound of her voice, okay, this woman is like gorgeous, okay? Uh, when you said, okay, I'm in my 50s, I was like, wait, what? So, um, first of all, what's the secret to the fountain of youth? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And you're really kind because, you know, there's oh a shit gosh. show going on here most oh of the time. Oh, so. my gosh. So what does um, transformation and, you know, like what's the season of your life that you're in right now? Okay. So I don't know how many details you want me to give. I am recently divorced. I was married for 30 years. I was... Uh, Mormon for 30 years kind of married into that so my lifestyle was totally different and through some changes I have recently become divorced divorced Um, and for me it was everything was under my husband's name and I'm not gonna talk shit but everything that totally my fault I I put all my eggs in that basket so the last couple years it's been rebranding myself getting out there and just doing the things that i had been doing but people didn't really realize that i was doing it yes so 
And I think we talked a little bit about, you know, there were jobs I'd go to and I'd be like crying in the car on the way there going, oh my gosh, like, what is my life right now? How am I going to do this? I'm, I, I don't want to do it alone. And then getting there and feeling how, how much I loved what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I loved being with these people working and they were actually just building my energy. So that whole rebranding has taken a couple of years, maybe three years. And, um... It's fantastic, and I think for me, a lot of it has been because I'm this age. <laughs> you get to the point where you just don't give a shit. You just embrace who you are. You talk realistically to people, and I think that makes them comfortable. They're not as overwhelmed by, oh gosh, you're coming in. I'm taking my, you're taking my pictures. You're doing X, Y, and Z with me today, and I don't. You just you just create a relationship with them, and that's been something that I've really enjoyed. I think. People that are real are just so much more endearing to me. I'm mm. bored with people that are perfect, that you get that Christmas letter that they're like, Billy and Bobby are the top of their class, they've got scholarships, they're doing this, yes. they're in every sport, and, they're, and you're just like, pitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not going on the mantle. Like, yeah. those people like are not interesting to me. And I, I know there's probably perfect people, but sure. when you let down the curtain and you can talk, realistically with people and they're saying you can say hey i'm going through this right now um what do you do in this situation do you and that's where you create those not that i'm going to dump my shit on people but but just being real and being comfortable with who you are letting that competition go that i need to i need to show up this way and do this and this and this and all the appearances it becomes more than that that's too much. <laughs> that is perfect. You, there's so many gems in there. Like, and even though it is something that maybe is PC or people are like, oh, does she go there? It's like, I think what you shared about, you know, how many women do build a brand under the empire of, you know, it's very marketable to be the like mom and pop thing yeah, look or at us. yeah, be a cute couple. Oh we God. love what we're doing. Yeah, there's there's that element. Sometimes it is a powerful collaboration for sure, but mm-hmm. it's like how many times do we brand just thinking like, oh, I'm good, I'm covered. And I think for a lot of women, we fall under like, yeah, well, you know, it's cool. We'll do. He's spearheading the brand, and mm-hmm. I'm just the supportive role until the support runs out. And then you find yourself like, oh, oh no, like every, everything that we've built, it's no longer like, I didn't think to set it up in a certain way or legally, or, you know, I know that I've had that experience in my life where it was like, oh no, like I didn't get, I didn't set myself up for success. Um, like anybody in a because business I'm gonna deal. I'm going to get married. I'm going to live happily ever after. Because he and- loves me. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. We underestimate our potential too. And we, we sidestep a lot of opportunities, I think as well. We put ourselves in that position and we're like, we're going to be supportive and we're going to do this. And that's basically shooting ourselves in the foot. And not to say that, you know, you should be doing that whether you're married or not. You should, you should always be, you know, building yourself into the person, you know, having that growth, all of that. And you're, you're kind of damning that when you're not doing that. Oh, I have this idea, but we'll go with yours. Yeah. Yeah. I have this vision. And I think we underestimate as women that that secret sauce that we have and that special intu- intuition that we have. Men are fantastic. I'm not male bashing. They're fantastic at what they do. 
women bring a lot to the table too. And yeah. there's specific clients that you may be able to deal with better. You might visualize what they need better than, you know, it, it, it takes a village. Yeah, it does. It does. And I know, um, just pinging off of what you said around, you know, oh, well, we'll just follow this or like, oh, I have ideas, but ah, uh, maybe not. Yeah. I remember the first um, entrepreneur uh, meetup that I went to in Charleston when I first moved there. Um, I, they're doing open questions and I raised my hand and, you know, it's all women at this event. And I remember asking, um, how do you rise above the impression or the the pressure that I feel from my partner where I'm afraid that if I'm successful I will overshadow him can you speak towards that the glass I remember I referred to it as the glass ceiling of what women are capable of like how do you how do you approach that in in your intimate relationship and that's a very Good vulnerable, question. very vulnerable question to ask. And I, you know, I, I don't know. I just threw it in there. And I remember um, it was actually Hillary Johnson who's spearheading that meeting. And she's a wonderful women's advocate in Charleston. And she was like, I think that you just continue moving forward as if there is no glass ceiling and you just burst right through that thing and keep going, but don't give it any, I don't create, you know, don't, empower this belief system just keep doing you don't look for the glass ceiling just blow right past it and i i remember feeling embarrassed that i think you know that i had said like well shit i think this whole room of women now realize i'm in a, a relationship where there is that classic like male patriarchy yeah. um, dynamic. Bring that patriarchy down. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's like you know that was just kind of a foreboding moment where it's like you know that that relationship ultimately didn't pan out in the long run. Um, but seeing yeah you know seeing those tell telltale signs of yeah if you feel like you're in an oppressive dynamic like take a look at that and you know, we get what we tolerate. Right. Absolutely. And if you're okay with some of the territory that goes with that, then like figure out how you can flex and move. But I know like for me and being a super stubborn, strong-willed person, whatever my personality, um, you know, it ultimately it was a, it was a long journey and it was, um, it wasn't easy to like walk away from something that I'd been very committed to. I love so many things that you said there and the fact that we sometimes get to that position you're like how did I get here but do we not want to surround ourselves with with cheerleaders that are just as we cheerlead other people on that are supporting us and, and hoping for the best for us as well and and it's kind of strange that sometimes you put yourself in that position where you're acquiesced to, to someone else and you're like it's all about your career not mine so that's that's on us. We can't do the blame game either and say, yep. well, that Absolutely. person made, you know, yeah. I allowed that to happen. Yeah. And when you're asking questions like that, I'm always, I love when people actually ask things like that and they're not the standard questions because there's always someone else there that needs to hear that. Mm. Right. You're bringing out something mm. that someone else is like, absolutely. I've been wondering that. And why didn't I vocalize that? She's just said exactly what's on my mind. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's um, it's interesting moving. You know, you're from Canada originally, mm-hmm. and then you know you're here in the South, and then I'm from Austin, Texas originally, and I remember the first um, big get together that I came to in Charleston. Uh, I remember walking in with my significant other at the time. We walk in and you know, beautiful plantation home, all this stuff, but we walk in and he goes to the right to the porch outside. The boys are like smoking cigars and have drinks in their hands. And then the women are, you know, I'm supposed to take a left and go into the kitchen and stand around with a glass of wine. And like, I'm a little more of like a liquor girl rather than wine. And I just remember I looked at him in that moment, like being separated from like a we're parent. We're just gonna go knit things. Yeah, in the kitchen. yeah. Like we're just gonna make. Yeah, whatever. I just remember being like, why do? Where? Where are you going? And he's like, go. You know, those are gonna be your friends. Like, go hang out with them. And I just remember being like, I don't know them. I like you. Why do I have to? What is happening? Like, why are we not mingling? And there was a real like sticker or just uh not sticker shock, but just totally like culture shock of holy shnikes, like this actually exists. And like, also I do love hanging out with girls in the kitchen and like talking some shit too. Yeah. But just, I'd never seen that play out culturally. Did you have any moments like, I mean, when you guys came to Char or came to Hilton Head and came to the Southeast, did you have any experiences like that? Um, Probably, I just probably wasn't as aware of it, okay. but I think a lot of it was like that patriarchal and submitting to that. Um, and then just as I, as I started my new life, I guess, you just need to realize that some of the people that still have that mindset or still vision you there are kind of holding you back. A lot of people are scared that... Um, you're not that person anymore. You're, oh, she's, she's single. I'm not ready to mingle. I'm just single. So you can be, you know, it's okay. Yeah. But they, you know, you kind of fall out of that couples, here's the couples yeah. and you're invited to that party or whatever. You're just kind of, it's, it's surprising to see the people that continue to reach out to you and the people that don't. Mm, yeah. I'm not going to name any names, but you know who you are. <laughs> It's like, but it is, there's this magical thing that happens where, um, when you are having to recreate yourself from a relationship change and I never realized, you know, you always hear people, oh, they pick sides. People legitimately pick sides of when you are separating from your life partner mm-hmm. and yet you lose maybe your core people that were always in your orbit but then there's these guardian angel people that come oh out of the freaking woodwork that are like, you never maybe saw like yeah. who they are in your life or yeah. how they present themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure you've had a lot of experiences with that. For, for me, that's one of the things that propelled me forward. I had, I had my core group of people that were, um, once, once you became less of the facade and they mm-hmm. saw what was going on and then you cultivated a better relationship with them, whether personally or business, that they really came forward. And um, one person in particular that just saw my potential and was the catalyst for me to just step into it. Mm-hmm. So there's people, I think the universe delivers whatever you believe. I think 
I think you get, I don't want to get all woo-woo, but I think you get messages through your life and a lot of them you are just dulled to and you don't hear them or you just ignore them because you're like, okay, that's a scary thought. I'm, I'm not ready for that or I'm not, I, I, you know, I don't want to listen to that. But these messages comes, it, the universe delivers to you and gives you opportunities, whether usually in people that step up and let you spread your wings, let you have that metamorphosis that you need to have. So when you were leading up to that time of separating from, you know, being in the marriage that you were in, did it feel fast? Did it feel slow? Were there some pinnacle moments? Did it feel surreal? Like just looking back at that chapter in your world, what was that like? Oh, it was perfect. I had no problems, no, you know, financial or anything. Oh, no. Yeah, no, you're, you, you do, you hit the ground and you're like, okay, I can sit here and just blame and point fingers and worry about it. Or I could just use this as that momentum that I need for me. Yeah, it was, it was a lot, but it was the realization that this is, I should have made this decision a long time ago. Like these same things kept mm -hmm. happening and mm -hmm. I was ignoring it and we'll try to, you know, do whatever. So for me it was, yeah, it was still hard, but it was, it was again, stepping into that, that place that I should be or start moving towards. Um, it, it was a couple of years of a lot of change and there's certain people like there's, <laughs> um, I did a picture the one day of a Luna moth. I was like, wow, this is really cool. And I, I put it on my Instagram and someone messaged me, another photographer that, um, you know, I've, I've, I, I respected her work. She's fantastic and everything. She goes, do you know what that symbolizes? And I was like, oh my gosh, like she told me and, you know, cataclysmus, help me out here. Um, a big change. Metamorphosis? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> yeah, when they like yeah, yeah, yeah. totally so, transform. The, the time that it came and all of that. And I had other people that just stepped in and just contributed to, to me being able to, not necessarily giving you all the tools, but giving you that push that you needed in the support. So, mm. yeah. It's, I think it's just something interesting to speak to a woman like, you know, I went through a divorce and that experience at 22 versus, you know, it's like, it's also unique to our own experience and the snapshot of our life. But it's like coming back to something that you said earlier about how things happen for us and we can sit there and blame or we can figure out like, well, what was my part in this or what is this here to teach me? And I feel like, yeah, it's a big belief of mine that we, we almost create these life trajectories to learn these lessons in our lifetimes mm -hmm. around like different ways that we can love, whether it's to love, like learn the way to love ourselves, learn to be selfless for others, like whatever that path is for like our soul's evolution so looking at you know those like teeth kicking moments where you're just face planting and your life is crumbling all around you also seeing the the magic in it too oh absolutely it's so like i remember sitting when i had left my you know we officially were going to file for a divorce and 
I was sitting at um, an acquaintance's apartment on St. Thomas and I just remember I had a sack of frozen mango and it was in the freezer and I'd finished working on the sailboat for that day and I walked to her place and I just remember like eating mango that was like half thawed and having a bowl of yogurt was Greek yogurt and being like what the fuck is gonna happen like I don't know what I'm doing and that moment of how mysterious and unknown and it felt terrifying um and that ambiguous place of like holy shit like I mean I the story I had at the time was like I think I'm failing I think mm. I'm I think I messed this up I think that this like yeah I think I think I messed what up what can I do to life. make it right I'm a people pleaser let me <laughs> yeah and just sitting there with that like bag of mango and that was like my like it was just this soothing ritual moment but that was like the only food that I you know I'd moved out I had like two or three bags and just those surreal snapshots where it does feel like I don't even know what like it's like you don't even have an opinion about an opinion you're just in a state of shock mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what along your journey like if you could speak to someone where now you stand on the other side of a threshold of experience like what's something you wish you could have told yourself at the beginning of that process um there's a lot first of all you, you said like you just felt like you didn't know what you're doing i think a lot of people no matter what their situation in life don't know what they're doing yeah so there's not a certain age that that comes to i think i was brought up thinking that these are the steps you take and you're going to do this then you're going to get married you're going to have kids and you're going to live happily ever after and you do all those things you check off all those boxes you become the molly mormon perfect wife and do all the things and then you're like hmm i'm just not like what now mm -hmm. um i think just coming to the realization that i'm enough i'm enough and giving myself the opportunities to do things that I'm meant to discover and all of those things and not to talk shit about them that whole journey just like you said has made me who I am like sometimes you think well, why can I not have fast-tracked that or why didn't I wake up to certain things but it gave me the skills and the ability to do other things that I wouldn't have been able to do so you know take it for what it's worth like still be awake and awaken to what's going on don't submit to things that you really are meant for more but um, remember that those experiences have made you who you are. Mm. You're probably more responsible, more respect, uh, res uh, respect people's opinions more. You're just, mm. maybe you don't have as much ego in the game anymore and you're able to sit back and, mm. and, and discuss things with people in a, in a better, more patient manner. Like whatever that's helped you to bring to the table, maybe being more resourceful, maybe learning to live with less, like, am I going to get my happiness out of this vehicle? Is that going to, you know, paint the picture of who I am? Or mm. is it, you know, less is more and live life to the fullest? Mm. So you said, you know, how much am I getting my ego involved in this? And going through, you know, a drastic life change and at any, at any age, at any chapter in your life, but... Um, you made me think of 
this internet this thing i'm fascinated with about your life so a huge thing that i've been gleaning from knowing you through the years is how playful you are with you know i think on one of your social media platforms you say you know like unapologetic self-promoter shameless self-promoter right but then when i talk with you you're one of the most relatable down-to-earth people and so it's kind of a mind fuck where you're like you're like look like um you're it to me it's confidence where you're like i'm not afraid to be in front of the camera you know i work behind the lens in front of the lens um but you're also one of the most like humble people that and and from the time that i met you at that wedding i was like oh shit like this woman is way too beautiful like oh no sweat is streaming down my face we're crawling around doing things to get the image that yeah and then you're like you were just like yeah like how do you want to set this up whatever like you were just like immediately like collaboration and so that makes me think of that expression you know community over competition all of that inclusive energy so how do you find that that juxtaposition in your world where you play with the language of like, oh yeah, you know, shameless self-promoter, like, you know, when we circled back around, I'll never forget your like email headline for like blatant need for attention. <laughs> like you're so <laughs> playful and being like, dude, like I want to do this. Let's make it happen. Like how did you find that confidence in your life? Um, I think when you've been through what I've been through, you're like, you know what? I can't, I can't pretend I'm other than what I am. Yeah. It's just the way it is. And yeah. I'm not going to be this person or that person. I'll just enjoy other people's company. So it's just, it is collaborative, isn't it? You yeah. just, you get an energy off of other people. You learn from other people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, yeah. and it just, it just makes the journey so much more fun. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, your ability to pivot and roll with the punches like that, like, and I feel like a lot of women know what I'm talking about when you see another, you know, beautiful woman. And it's like, you can either have that moment where you're like, am I going to be like jealous, threatened, or like, are we going to be best friends? Like, what? how do I, you know, like, what's that response? And... I think that you're somebody that, you know, I mean, you are naturally beautiful, but then it's like your energy is inclusive and welcoming and it, it is a breath of fresh air to anybody that's like actually interacting versus like, I'm sure like this is a whole other side of it too, is that you know, you do have a presence on social media, you know, all the, like in this day and age, we're calling it like an influencer and whatever. But when you have a platform, there's a dime a dozen haters because they, because you're seen, because you're elevated and whatever you have going on, there's just more people that are watching what you're up to. So, you know, what's been something in your world that I don't know. You know, it's like, how do you balance the the social, I don't know, exposure? Just people that are intrigued and following things in your world and staying true when you have somebody that's like being obnoxious over on social media, like nipping at your heels or... I... I hmm. It's 
so many good questions there. Yeah. I don't think that you're portraying me as this wonderful person, so thank you. Mm-hmm. Can you be my rep <laughs> in all things? You know, you know. Um, if you talk to my mom, I think the vision that I have of myself is still influenced from she was a sickly child, da 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 da, all the things, you know, so mm-hmm. I never felt like I was that person. And honestly, if you see my dog, I'm like, my dog is exactly like me. He's got big ears, a long neck, horrible hair. Like, I'm like, Likes to lick a lot. I I don't do the licking. (laughs) But I'm like, yeah, people really do emulate their dogs. So there's never that, you know, I I, never that, mm, and all that. It's more like, oh my God. Um, And I think, again, being this age, you just get to the point where it's not a competition. And when you see someone and you're like, you're gorgeous, or you you were having a conversation where you you said you went up to someone and just said, you know, like, yeah, sometimes you don't know if that person needs to hear it that day or not. So mm-hmm. let's be a force for positive and all that. And just yeah. just be comfortable in who we are. Don't let that that self-confidence or lack of it get in the way and just step out there. Totally forgot your question. I just started. Ranting, no, I'm, I'm into which that. I'm really good at. Apparently. I'm into it. It's like. Okay, the confidence thing. Did you always like, you know, I perceive you as a confident person. And I think that I, I perceive that because you're not afraid to be relatable and down to earth and be like, dude, my desk is a total shit show right now. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know, whatever. Like, but it's something that I think gives people permission to be like, oh my gosh, she's like a real person. She doesn't have all her shit together. Like, I, I can, I can track with that. So, um, the social media thing and having people kind of troll, you know, I mean, not that it's, you know, who knows if, how many people are actually like that in your world, but how have you balanced the platform that you have and then people that want to just size you up from scrolling through a feed? I think, I think a lot of it is you attract like-minded people in most cases yeah there's people that leave weird comments and you mm-hmm. know yeah a little inappropriate yep a little offensive yeah but um, other than that i think i think too because i'm not necessarily making money off of my my ig mm-hmm. or anything like that i'm not doing branding or anything like that i'm just putting it out there and it just works hand in hand with my with the rest of my marketing people want to see that now so they get a feel yeah. for who I am and kind of the work that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I think as you go through it, you realize that people don't want to just see all of your, like the stuff I've shot for magazines or the content creation I'm doing for other people. They want to get a feel for who you are. So I put that out there. You're never going to see, um, this body's had four babies. You're never going to see like a bathing suit shots of me on the beach or anything like that. Or me doing like really ridiculous yoga poses with my ass hanging out. Yeah. So that, sorry. <laughs> that yeah. makes a difference. My, yep. my feed isn't really like sexy hot or anything like that. Because oh again, gosh, please. I'm, yeah. But then it's like, but then you have this totally different demographic of your like, I feel like you have a whole, I mean, I don't know what your, what your breakdown is demographic wise, but I feel like there's so many people that are like, Oh, thank God. Like here's somebody that's not just like stripping down and just doing their branding thing that's a lot of skin right and you're you know i mean anybody 80 percent men following me hmm maybe i need oh to oh my gosh no, no. i know i know i wonder right? i wonder what that says no Ugh. 
But it's like, I think that's part of the connection where it's like, people are like, okay, here's a snapshot. Like people are, it's almost, I don't know. I have very many theories around influence, like why people follow influencers or like idea curators. And I think that there's something that resonates in the ethos of the person Mm -hmm. where they're like, what of that could translate in my life? Like, yeah. What's the value? Why am I following it? What are they showing me? Yeah. Besides their ass. Besides their (laughs) cute little butt that no matter how many little squats I can do, it's not going to lift yeah. like that. Yeah. Just my butt's not going to look like that. filter the shit out of that. And I mean, <laughs> I'm going to, okay, I'm going to patent it. It's going to be called a butt bra. And you put it on, just going to like lift our cheeks up a little. I like it's gonna it. Have, like, I yeah. will invest in that. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. Um, so a new thing that I'm wanting to uh, start sharing through this season is personality uh, tendencies. And, you know... Last season, we interviewed 17 amazing people all across the spectrum of all the industries, all the things. And the thing that I want to know now is the Myers-Briggs personality profiles. If you're not familiar with that, that's the classic 16 personalities. There's uh, main groups. And I'm not the person that's like, oh, let's categorize you only to these tendencies. Like, F all that. You know, we're a little bit of everything. But I did have you take the 41Q uh, personality page uh, test. And you came out as a pretty strong ENFJ. So for those of you that aren't familiar with the Myers-Briggs breakdown, that's extroverted over introverted. So more on the extroverted side of things, um, inter- or in is intuitive versus sensing. So a little more follow your gut, follow your heart. Um, you know, there's passion. Um, so we're in the in. And then F is feeling versus thinking. So that's, again, trusting more of that intuition for a place of making decisions. And then the J is judging versus perceiving. And the J is much more like my favorite way of explaining. Because people are like, oh my God, I'm not an asshole. I'm not like judgmental. What are you talking about? (laughs) Do you see what she's wearing? Yeah. It's like, okay, it's not like how bitchy you are on the scale. It's like the favorite thing I can think of is, you know, a J and a a P, a perceptive person. They're sitting there trying to decide what they want for dinner. And the J is like, I'm really hungry. I don't know. We have like Italian. We have Mexican food. We have Asian food. I don't know. I don't know. Pizza, we're going with pizza. We're just going to do it. It's like the ready, fire, aim. Like you're just like, I'm not sure, but I'm, I already got the phone. I'm making an order. I don't know. We just did it. Now, P personality perceptive is much more like, okay, same scenario. And it's like, ah, okay, I'm hungry. I don't know. Should I do like Asian? Should I do like Mexican food? I don't know. Like maybe I want to do Mexican food. Maybe ah, I don't know. Dies of starvation. I'm just gonna take a little lap. Let's take a lap. Let's talk about it. Should we? Let's. You know what? Let's try some Thai food in there. Vegan? What do you think? It's like you go around in circles, evaluating, analyzing. Like to take the details in. The J is much more like 
figure it out. I don't know. So we can, you know, maybe cause some damage, but we are implementers. We get stuff done. And I'm saying we because I also happen to be an ENFJ. So I loved, I'm very entertained by sharing that uh, temperament. But so there's a little piece um, about ENFJs that we read through so where we you're like. we will never go hungry. We're never going to go hungry. And that whole judgmental thing too is like, it's not just what you're going to eat. It's like, who's going to make it for me? Yeah, Get you're in like, there. we're going to make it happen. Exactly. So, okay, so there's this little tidbit, and I'm I'm loving doing these snapshots of, like, what the ENFJ sounds like, what the ISTJ sounds like, all these things. So, a little snapshot for you. So, the ENFJ tends to be more reserved about exposing themselves than other extroverted types. Although they may have strongly felt beliefs, they're likely to refrain from expressing them if doing so would interfere with bringing out the best in others. Because their strongest interest lies in being a catalyst of change in other people, they're likely to interact with others on their own level in a chameleon-like manner rather than as individuals. Which is not to say that the ENFJ does not have opinions. ENFJs have definite values and opinions which they're able to express clearly and succinctly. These beliefs will be expressed as long as they're not too personal. The ENFJ is in many ways expressive and open, but is more focused on being responsive and supportive of others. When faced with a conflict between a strongly held value and serving another person's need, they are highly likely to value the other person's needs. What about that re- resonates, stands out to you? Oh my gosh, a lot of it. Not to say like, I'm that person. Yeah, whatever. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be confrontational. I'm never going to fight with you to get my point home. I'm not going to be that person that's standing in the middle at a party, you know, posturing on all sorts of things. I'm not going to be the person, even with clients, that I'm going to hear them out and hear what they want and what they're thinking is the language of how they need their, their mission solved. Um, more like that. I'm not going to talk shit about you behind your back either, but, but you know, I think it, again, with age or with, with business and all of those things, you become a little bit more perceptive to those things. And we all have opinions. And I think right now with what we're going through with COVID and everything, it, it's become a bit of a tinderbox. Is that just me that there's, there's Tell me people, more about that. There's people that are just ready to snap because there's a lot of stuff going on, like mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, and you just don't know what people are going through. So coming up with a very um, confrontational opinion on masks or anything, and we were calling it maskism because it's, it's, oh, it's become, it's become yeah. a big, big speaking point. Yeah. And I was getting off topic, going down the rabbit hole. I was meeting with some some um, influencers that were going to be doing some brand work for us, and we were going in to have something to eat. And they said that you could take your masks off. And there was an older, lovely older lady that freaked out on us at that time. And you're like, oh. And we're like, they said that we could take our masks off. And she's like, that's bullshit. I'm like, you are someone's grandma, but. Like, I think there's a time and place to really voice your your concerns and opinions on things without being confrontational and without stepping all over each other. There's a lot of things that have been going on in our society right now that you do need to speak your voice, but 
I think a lot of that has helped me with what you read, with with taking my ego out of it, with dealing with people, with realizing it's not ultimately my vision or my perspective. Everybody has their own perspective and kind of understanding that a little bit more. Did you ever have something in your life, in your upbringing, that made you more keen and aware of, like, I loved that expression where it's like you almost take on a chameleon-like manner to matching somebody's energy. And I feel like that's a very key thing for effectively influencing. Mm -hmm. Um, What nurtured that in you growing up? I am not sure because my my upbringing was not the best. Like my mom is fantastic. I came from a broken home where my dad just kind of took off and we're like, is dad coming home? Like he says, he's going to be gone a week. It's been a few months. When is he coming back? That sort of thing. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just a learned trait that you just start to realize maybe more so now who I am and what makes me happy and what makes me happy with other people as well. Um, again, trying to take myself out of that equation more. How you've spoke a lot around taking your ego out of the equation. Did you ever feel like you had your ego in the equation a ton? Like how did you begin to start identifying, you know, when you start putting that insecurity or fear is driving the show? I think when you walk away from something and you're feeling really agitated or aggravated with it, and then when you really, if you were to explain what's making you so upset and you explained it to someone else, it'd be like, that's ridiculously small. There's bigger things to be concerned about. So it's not like I would always put my, um, my brand or anything or something that I really believe in on the back burner, but there's, there's different ways of having your perspective seen. And I've been in a situation where I've been sitting between two clients and they're fighting and there's tears and you're, you're just like trying to be the peacemaker. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Let's, let's get your vision out there that you need to, to do it. Do it's you always feel, a different way. Do you feel like it's a Canada thing? Sorry. <laughs> I know, but it's like, no, it's isn't just... Isn't we're supposed to be like, sorry, sorry, But is it a sorry. diplomatic, like, I don't know, like, I'll it be the first person be. to be like, you know, the the thing that I know of Canadian people is like, I feel like there's a gift culturally of whether if the term is like diplomacy or whatever, but that... Are we more passive aggressive? Do we take things in and then do just, you? just absolutely explode sometime and people are like, where did that come from? I mean, I'm sure that's like the most BS, like overused thing. Oh, Canada, whatever, that's but it's like... That's a big profile that you just laid down. Yes. So it's like, <laughs> do you, as somebody that's like, you know, you grew up in Canada. Well, how long, how long were you in Canada? Um, I moved when I was, I've been here 16 years, so my mid thirties. Okay. So yeah, culturally, I mean, and you know, the stereotype, Oh, you know, they're so polite, whatever. But it's like, you know, when you look some assholes there too, I just want to say, yeah, (laughs) definitely count them in. So there's a handful of assholes. They're there, but it's like, you know what I'm talking about? Like Mm -hmm. just culturally from Mm -hmm. like, you're somebody that travels a lot. Do you feel like there is a cultural 
gift? Like, is there a gem at all of, like, would you say there's a value on being respectful or listening more? Like anything? Oh, absolutely. What, what's right? the difference? What's the difference that you see just kind of between the typical, like, oh, America ideals versus like something where it's not just all about, well, I gotta be bigger, better than the rest of them. There's, when, when you say that, there's, there was a lot, obviously I moved here for a reason. I, you mm. know, I love the United States. Yeah. I think that's a, a bit of a hot topic right now too, yeah. that people are afraid to say that, say that they like it. But honestly, when I saw my, my kids in school going through some patriotic things that, you know, as they started out their morning, I'm like, that's really sweet. That's really, that's really cool that they do that mm. because I never grew up doing that. There wasn't the same sort of patriotism. So there's yeah. something to be said like about Like the Pledge that. of Allegiance. Yes. There's wow. something to be said about that. I about that. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it could be, some of it could be cultural. I think as well, though, there's a lot of people that haven't traveled, whether they're in the United States or, you know, in Canada too. I think that makes a difference, a mm. huge difference, that you just open up your world to other traditions, uh, other countries, the way that what they value their systems and all of that, and it makes you a better rounded person. Not that I'm well rounded, but you see, sure. you come back, you always come back with a gem. Traveling alone too, you always come back with with someone that has stepped out of their comfort zone to help you with something that you were struggling with, and you're like, would I have actually done that? I don't know. Mm. We have so much to learn from other people and other cultures. Mm. Have you traveled alone extensively? Yeah. Really? Where like? Um, so it was right before I was 50 that I went on a trip with, you know, and again, it's my fault. You know, I put everything into my family and being married and, and you go do your thing. I'll take care of everything. And then I had this moment where we took my sister and I took my mom on a trip and we went to England. We visited my son who was going to school there and did a few other things. And while I was there, I was like, Hey, I'm already over here. So I did Italy on my own and I did Egypt on my own. And that was kind of the start for just stepping into kind of having these experiences like, do I really want to be alone with myself? I'm like, yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. So I was the only one that actually showed up on the trip to Egypt. There was no one else in my tour group. Okay. I'm like, maybe, maybe I should know, is there something going on? But yeah. you know, it's always, I think there's always something going on in Egypt. So you, know, sure. you just got to go and see it. But it was a really neat experience of just, um, having one-on-one -on -one with my tour guide that was explaining everything. I had to listen the whole time because he did pop quizzes of, Whoa, of being awesome. in cities and like in Luxor and stuff and just running through the city by myself because I figured if I walked, people would stop me. But if I ran, I would be okay. And just, just doing that and that just kind of fed into going to Thailand by myself and, and all of that. So, yeah. Okay, wait, though. Were you... So you're saying that when you were getting around solo as a woman, were you, like, jogging in between places? You said running? No, no. If I was staying... <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wait, is this... Be like right back. I'm just going to see the pyramids. Travel hack, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I went with a tour guide that would take me. He would take me to the places, explain things, and then okay. I would have my alone time. Okay. And just experience things on my own. And I think there's something to be said about just having those meditative experiences throughout your life at some point you need to slow down and learn a little bit about yourself and mm. grow some wings come on um if you were to describe your wings what would they look like 
Um, they would probably be monotone. Okay. <laughs> Not okay. too patterned. Okay. Modest wings. <laughs> Modest, but big ass wings. Big ass wings to take me where I need to go. I like that. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. Um, so let's talk about. Oh, I'm like, I have this moment with you. I've looked forward to. Oh, no. It's the classic ask me anything kind of moment. Ask me anything. If I could ask you I'm anything. I'm not afraid. Mm. It's like, what do you wish that you could have said to 25 year old Lisa? Oh my gosh. Um, probably just step up and voice your opinion and step into who you are and do it faster. But again, I had all those experiences, but just trust your gut. Mm. Trust your gut. I love that. You're made for more and don't be afraid to show it. I don't think people are, the right people aren't offended by you being who you are Mm. you're not taking away anyone else's power by stepping into your own power so just having that stamina to do it you're not taking away anyone else's power through stepping into your own that's a nugget of wisdom right there yes um and oh you just made me think of something with okay stepping into your own power Oh, what about your, what's the craziest thing? Well, wait, what's your, when were you like, what's your birth sign thing? I'm a Virgo. Ooh, Virgo girl. How would you identify, like, cause I'm not a Virgo, so I don't know all the specs about it. If you were to summarize, what are Virgo tendencies? And then how far do you like believe any of that stuff? I just believe the things that I think are really attractive. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's me. You're like, That's tell me. me everything good. Yes. Um, I think we're more planners and a little bit more OCD. And I, okay. I see that. I can be doing yoga here and I'll be like, Oh, that just means it's a little bit off. I need to move that just so it's visually. I don't know if that's because we're in a visual business that yeah. you just see and you see light and all of that. But I think maybe a little bit more OCD than okay. not as free spirited as but that's Others. okay. I'm probably a little bit more of a planner than, you know, I love spontaneous things. Great if I can plan that spontaneity so I can look forward to it. Yes. <laughs> right? Okay, oh we're gosh. going away on a trip. I want to plan that trip. I want to be packing for two weeks, just throwing cool things in my suitcase and thinking about it as opposed to, hey, you got one hour, pack that bag. Like, yeah. No. There's which, pleasure. Which, which do I bring? I it's, don't know. It's Am I like, running? Am I walking? It's like travel foreplay. When Ooh. you have, when you get to anticipate and look forward to the I'm trip. Loving anticipation. Yeah. All of it. Oh my gosh. Whether it's anticipating a trip, a job, your meal, hanging with certain people, give me that anticipation. Sometimes mm. that's that carrot dangling to get me. It is. That's that's like the moment. That's kind of what we mm-hmm. uh, like. There was there's a Jerry Seinfeld oh, stand bring up. Bring me. Oh my oh, gosh. Jerry. So he's like he's he. I'm totally going to butcher and abbreviate it, but it's it's a special on Netflix right now. But he makes this point around 
you know, people wanting to come out and see him perform and how they're all stressed out about getting ready to get in a cab and get to his show. And then they're at the show and they're like, when is this going to be over? I'm ready to go home. And then you're home and you're like, I'm ready to get out of here. And it's like everything has <laughs> a, here yeah, now. it's like the whole, like there's a certain level of like suck to everything. Like, well, this kind of sucks. And well, I don't know. Like, is he really that good? He kind of sucks. And it's like, it's, are those little moments in between moments and he's making a joke around the degree of how much it sucks or it's annoying or it's frustrating, but it's like life is just a series of, you know, whether you want to label them as setbacks or, you know, that's annoying, that's a grievance, but really it's like, is that not the very yeah. moment that makes this life what it is? Absolutely. Something about hearing him be like, you know, it's all just a certain degree of like suckiness. It's like that. I, I was like, but do you want to hang around people like that? I know. That well, there's the negative. There's the negative. But it kind of gave me a moment of like, you know, it's okay if I'm having a hard moment. Like that's all that life is, is this series of, you know, I mean, the joke of like suckiness, but it's like life is never going to get any easier mm -hmm. we just get stronger to Perfect face capacity. difficult things yeah. right Absolutely. so the whole goal is not for life to get easier and like shout out to my favorite weightlifting instructor um emily oswald she always has the most inspiring things but she always talks about when we're like in the middle of doing power clings or whatever she'll be like it's not about making life easier or you know this workout class getting easier it's just that you have the strength that starts to fill in so you are more capable to embrace what's in front of you because think about like gravity for a second mm -hmm. like if we didn't have this resistance like all of the time and if we just got lighter, weightless, weightless, weightless. Our muscles would atrophy and our body would shut down that. and disintegrate, right? You hear about astronauts going out into space and being away from gravity for so long, their bones start losing the like strength and the, the, the fortification they have. So do we really think that life is about make it easier? You know, life is hard. Adulting is hard. All that. It's like, you know what? That's why we're here. Embrace. You're adding to your toolkit. Oh it's not God. about enduring to the end. I'm just going to endure to the end. Oh, I had that mindset through through the, the church that I was going to. It doesn't matter. You yeah. just endure to the end and you'll get your, your big reward then. I'm yes. like... That's a lot of people look like they're enduring and they don't look like they're having fun. They're not having a good time enduring. <laughs> they don't look happy. Um, that's an awesome thing to segue into when, you know, you shared, you went through being a part of Mormonism and being a part of a faith-based community um, and then stepping away from that. How has your experience of faith, of god the universe whatever you know you want to label it as has that changed for you I, yeah i think it's i think it's still a journey for me from what i was spoon fed in my cult <laughs> Oops. no you know like and not walking away from it there's fantastic people that that, sure. that go to that that absolutely that um religion just not for me and i think one of one of the many things was was the patriarchal oh men can do that it's okay or the exclusion or the racism involved in it all of that it was very triggering and just saying that that it's okay also the ideation behind 
Sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the ideation behind we're the only true religion mm. is mm-hmm. so <sighs> frustrating. <laughs> it's so wrong and it doesn't it doesn't base itself on any sort of Christian belief or any other good belief that's out there. So I everybody has there's something good in every religion that people are taking and honestly, how do you show up? How are you using that in your life? How are you helping other people? Are you just pounding the pulpit and being really good as you're upfront with people, but really shitty when no one's watching? Like, what kind of integrity do you have? So I think it's more of that right now. Like, what are you doing to to be a positive influence, to be a good person? What are you doing to strive in your daily life to show that you are living your beliefs? Mm. So. Yeah, there's there's no exclusion from any religion. I think it's just whatever someone's bring to the table. It's more of an acceptance. So, it took a long time to be able to say that. There's yeah. a lot of things that happened that just you're just like, really? Mm. Just explain polygamy to me again. Yeah. Explain to me while certain um, races weren't allowed to be priesthood holders explain those things to Whoa. me so yeah that's topic for another conversation yes. but yeah yeah i think that's it's just allowed me it's it's opened up my world to so many things yeah so i um i loved that when we caught up um a few weeks back you know we did a little a little research and development around yeah, you know so scientific oh we're, we're just super scientific there's lots of science in this podcast um how you shared you know the fact that you stepped away and you're you know you defined yourself in a new way from being a part of a religious community um, and that really hits home for me with you know i was in an evangelical christian community you know got married because you know we were trying to honor god and our mm-hmm. sexuality mm-hmm. um and you know and then the the culture that that was a part of but i loved um some of my dearest friends um shout out laura and danny um that um i just remember that when I was going through the divorce and um, just recreating my existence, I think it was Danny that said, he was like, you know, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. And that. that has guided me through my life of seeing, you know, what are these things that if someone's triggering off of me or they're like, hey, you know, I didn't really, um, I, I see that you're doing stuff and you're really talking about sexuality or you're really putting some mm-hmm. some perspective out there. Let's bury that. Let's, Let's bury that. just shove it down and keep it down. When you talk about it, my dungeon of my psyche, <laughs> all of the skeletons start banging. Can you just shut up? You know, yeah. that trigger and being but like when i leave you i'm just gonna go look up some porn online yeah you know i'm gonna do my uh my <laughs> shadow is gonna come out and spread some yeah. creepy wings and uh <laughs> yeah it's like um just recognizing that those that's that's guided my world of those who mind don't matter and those who truly matter in your life they don't mind they embrace you and they embrace the good bad the ugly you know they're if they're going to be there, they'll be there. So did anyone believe from that former life that you would be doing what you're doing now? Did you believe that you would be doing what you're doing oh now? Oh my God, no. 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 I mean, that's that's a good... 
Yeah. I mean, now those people of, shouldn't be holding you back from doing what yeah. your destiny is. Well, and a big part, a big part of um, the work that I've been doing, you know, in the last recent years is when I've projected like, oh, well, I can't really start sharing about my infertility journey because I don't want so-and-so who's related to me through this, this, and this, mm-hmm. or this business person that I know, it's going to look really bad and they're going to not want to do business with me if I start sharing these transparent experiences that are a little kitschy, a little mm-hmm. inappropriate. Um, when I've stepped beyond that, that thought in my mind, um, it's the craziest thing that those people, the very people, I have like two or three people that I was deathly afraid of their opinion of what I would be sharing. And once I was like, I'm gonna do it in spite of that, it was like um, a mirage just totally got shattered. And I got to experience the gift of even one of them stumbling across, like I opened my phone and I had just posted a blog article around something that was very touchy and controversial. And oh, it was my like part-time good Christian wife, uh, part-time nude model for hire uh, post. Very, you know. Mainstream. Yeah, and so I like share this and, and she's like, oh, and I was like, yeah, you know, she's like, what is that? And I was like, oh God, like I'm, I'm about to shit the bed. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, oh my gosh, like, wow, why would, you know, that's awesome. I would love to read that. Like it resonated with her and she was yeah. one of the people that I just, I projected and so the real work is those people you think that are going to just, you know, reject and judge and all of those things. It's not mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. It's the critics that I've created, you know, my own person that's yeah. judgmental in me, that's judging that part of my story. It's hard to shed some of that stuff though, isn't it? If you were in that sort of situation for a certain amount of time, it's sometimes it's hard to shed that. There's yeah. probably therapy involved, but you know, you know, we just we just work it out. You know. Yep. But you think of those few people you're worried about as opposed to sharing your gift with all the other people that needed to hear it and you're kind of yeah. you're, you're damning them by not Yep. By not stepping into it. Yeah. It's a powerful that's what I'm starting to see is as I'm beginning to share a little more transparent things that aren't just, you know, like, yay, happy weddings, wedding tips, you know, yeah, just staying yeah. on the surface. Um, that's good and marketing. That's, that's really hard when you're when you're dealing with happy customers yeah. like that, happy clients. Yeah. To where do you bring that out? Yeah. It's it's forever a, a branding journey of finding how do I decipher and maneuver through that um yeah you don't want to be like I'm you don't have to worry I'm not a man hater I'm not gonna when you're doing your vows shout out don't do it oh my gosh it's it's a trap no no it's like exactly you're like are you sure about that guy I know I mean I'm I'm sure that maybe in my mind there's couples that don't want to work with us because you know, maybe I've shared things that, you know, I used to, I used to never tell people that I had been married before when I first started filming because I felt like a fraud because it was like, here I am wanting to support you in the institution of marriage. And yet, you know, I was divorced by 22 and what business do I have yeah, to I'm pretend? I'm a failure. I, you yeah. Know, I, and now, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, like it makes me, I, I have sadness when I think of that girl that, felt like she needed to hide that chapter of her story. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet I also had chose people around me. I'd manifested relationships and intimate relationships 
where I found people to play those parts of like, well, you shouldn't tell people that you've been married before. It doesn't look good, Shelby. I found people that could match that inner story. So Mm. it's interesting until we learn to embrace that part. It's almost like, you know, through whatever experience, my experience has been, I find people to fill those shoes to just play the, the role until I can find that freedom in myself. And then those people just suddenly, you know, they're, they become less relevant. Yeah. Well, you have that light bulb moment too, that you realize that a lot of the people that you're dealing with, it's probably not their first marriage either. Mm. So they get it. Yeah. They get it. And they've looked for something else that feeds their soul too. And honestly, like the place that I'm at now, I appreciate when you see beautiful stories people that are kind and considerate and compassionate and loving and just putting their all into it. That that's beautiful to see. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, about me. (laughs) Those who mind don't matter. And those who matter don't mind. That's so true. So with what you're doing right now, this is a question that's been going through my mind a lot lately, because I think we always think, Oh, next week I'll get caught up or next week. I'll have more time and we never have more time. So I'm trying to position myself like, what am I willing to give up right now Mm. to move into something and give it more time and let it grow? What are you doing right now for that? Because I need help with that. Like, you think that you can keep all those plates in the air all the time. Mm -mm. I mean, I know in our business and in our offering, um, I definitely tapered down from... I brought on vendors that we can align with for doing like copywriting for people, website build outs. You know, I, I had in our world, I had to get very specific of like, you know, we, we scaled down our team through all this pandemic craziness and shifted with the times. And so now it really is looking more like what's the thing I do very, very well that lights my soul up. I can do several things and I can do a great job, but it sucks my soul dry. Mm -hmm. So for me, even like coming into this next season of the podcast, it's like, I want to be, I want to talk about things that I would want to listen to. And I want to go places that might be offensive and might be, Ooh, like, I don't know if, you know, if we should go there because it's like, to go there, (laughs) need to go there. I want to go there. Yeah. So I think, you know, um, it's just been scaling back and getting an amazing network of referral alliances that I can be like, hey, um, your project sounds cool. Um, I don't have the bandwidth for that, but I have an amazing friend that you're going to be in great hands with. So that's been a thing for me is, yeah, finding people. It's like adapting. There's always, first of all, there's enough pie for everyone. It's not a scarcity market, mm-hmm. despite all the fear and doom and gloom, all of that. And second of all, we're not fucking eating pie. There's no pie. We're eating fried chicken and there's enough for everybody. If you're vegan, there's like tofu chicken. I don't know. But yeah, just recognizing and rising beyond that fear of like, oh my God, if I don't take this client, yeah. That sounds like a nightmare. I'm not going to make it. And being like, you know what? 
it's going to work. And I loved what you said, you know, we were speaking earlier about how when you invest in yourself or in your product, you buy the camera, you buy the next level of equipment, you buy the Elgato cam link that's going to just totally revolutionize and get your Is hours that a back. Paid sponsorship there? Um, I wish Elgato if you're listening to me, please. <laughs> uh, but seeing that when you choose to step up and invest and face the, oh no, well, what about if? It's like, there is no what about if. Yeah. It's when. Yeah. When it works out. I mean, I. Amen. Preach I know. It. I'm like, Preach I'm like, it. can I just listen to that on repeat to tell myself <laughs> that when 30 minutes from now I'm going to be like, what am I going to do? <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, you know, that's, that's definitely, um, that's how I've been approaching it. If that answers your question. No, it's good. It's Ooh. good. I think we think we have to do everything and we can't, you can't no. take that next step. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just, I think the COVID times have made everything um, so, uh, it's been a gift of realizing the, um, how delicate life is in the sense of what time we have that it is special, it is a gift. And I think we've been reawakened to our mortality in this lifetime versus like, well, I'm just gonna drink 12 cups of coffee a day and just fly through it. And it's like, for what? Yeah. To what point? And what makes life rich? Absolutely, I think we're we're conditioned to live a fear-based life and that's just not good for anyone. Yeah, so I think it's like, you gotta do what lights your soul up and I mean, even we we're producing a project right now that's been a bucket list project and there's dance involved and it's, you know, the the life of the entrepreneur, um, a female entrepreneur through COVID and wanting to share a real story that's like PC and there's a strangling scene and it's like <laughs> all this mood stuff. And it's like, you know, I, I didn't get paid a dime for that. I spent money to make that, but it's something that it, it hits it checks the boxes for my hit by a bus theory, which is if I was hit by a bus <laughs> tomorrow, if I died tomorrow, would the work that I'm doing today be worth it to me? Did I spend my day well? Did what I do today, did was there pleasure? Was there good tasting things? Was it like a sensory experience that it was worth it to me. Did I, did I use that 24 hours or the you know 14 hours I was awake? Did I do it well? So if you let the, the hit by the bus theory start to you know throw things up against that. You know, should I take on this branding client? It's gonna like just take me through the runaround. They don't have their stuff together. I've had clients like this before and I know this flavor and it's a flavor that's exhausting, <laughs> throw it up against that. If I you know, had just this beautiful day and I was finagling with that mess, um, would it be worth it? Yeah. And see how it lands. I'm gonna think on that. Mm. Start saying no to things so I can say yes to other things, right? Get it, get it, <laughs> yep. Um, so Lisa, this has been amazing. Um, thank you so much for being on this episode with us. Um, how can people get in touch with you, follow you, um, keep in touch with the current things that you're producing? Because you have some amazing... Probably mostly on my IG, which is just Lisa Staff Photo. My website is the same, and all of that will also have connections to Sprout Connectors as well, which is not my personal brand, but our brand for 
media management and consulting for small businesses because small businesses, we need it. We don't have a whole team of experts in the back room doing all that stuff for us. So yeah, being able to step into that too has been really invigorating. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank and you. for our listeners or our viewers, thank you so much for jumping in. If you have any questions, comments, concerns for Lisa, I would love if you wrote them in the comments. We'll definitely do some follow-up. Um, and of course, um, like, subscribe, do all of the things. Uh, thank you so much for being so on the fun. show. <laughs> and have a great day and make a life filled with stories worth telling today.